Welcome, it's Jeremy Allen Gould. I'm coming to you today to confirm between God and of man that in fact, the rumors that you have all heard are true. I started this podcast because I freaking love music. I was privileged enough to book amazing artists and bands in the past, and I was lucky enough to stay in touch with many of them to this day. This is a place to hear their stories. Thank you so much for riding along on this journey, and I hope you enjoy what you hear. With that said, the rumors are definitely true. Welcome back to this latest episode of the Rumors Are True podcast. My name is Jeremy, and today I welcome my dear friend, Dave Ott. You know Dave from the bands Exeter Flood, My Hotel Year, Remnant, Dear Ephesus, and Appleseed Cast. Dave and I go way back, and this is an awesome conversation, a long time coming. He's an incredibly gifted musician and artist, all around incredible guy. So I hope you enjoy this latest episode with Dave Ott. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, buddy. How are you? Yeah, hey man, I'm good, really good. How about you? Good, man. It's been it's been a while. It's been a month or so, yeah. something like that. Yeah, dude, what are you up to? What what's going on in your life right now? Um, well, I don't know, man. I uh, I live a fairly boring existence. I uh, <laughs> have a uh, property, you know, in Jacksonville, and. I've got a bunch of like farm animals and uh, I work in tech, so I sit in front of a computer all day otherwise. Um, yeah, kids, smoking hot wife, <laughs> that stuff. You <laughs> can't go wrong there, man. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. How did you get into the tech world? Uh, you know, when Kat and I got married, um, I was working at restaurants um, waiting tables, that kind of thing, bartending, um, which is what I tended to do in between tours. Um, you know, and at some point that just wasn't paying the bills. So, uh, uh, yeah, I got into tech kind of 
just to see what it was what it was about and you know 23 years later there you are here we are sweet bro well i wanted to talk about and we kind of talked earlier but when you and i met and you think it was the when remnant played in jacksonville i was thinking it was exeter but i mean either way it's the same thing but i just remember yeah i remember vividly you guys coming down quite a bit and i was hanging with the smell guys and i just remember meeting you and how awesome you were and i always loved exeter flood and remnant and i just i think finally on those times and it's weird that what 20 what eight or 25 26 years later we're still friends i think that's freaking awesome yeah i mean i was thinking about this it was definitely like high school era um we had come down to play with smell of wonder at the Murray Hill theater and i remember meeting you in the parking lot but I honestly don't remember the year or <laughs> the exact circumstances. It's so crazy. It, it's weird because it's so long ago, but like there's moments I remember vividly. And it's just like you were, I felt like you were down a lot and it was just, you know, a friendship blossomed, which was cool. Yeah. yeah. I can tell you, I do remember, um, I do remember pretty vividly getting a phone call from Rick Miller, um, like out of the blue uh he was like hey man i heard your demo you know love to play some shows with you guys and like that's just how the whole thing the whole relationship got started i guess with all those guys that's awesome i love rick rick's a sweetie sweet man well, let's talk about growing up for you man uh what was what was growing up like for you uh how did music kind of come into your life and and maybe some influences some records and bands that kind of uh infiltrated your mind and and your uh and your record player yeah, my parents. Uh, my parents are musicians. Um, my mom went to school for music. The first time she went to school, um, my dad was a guitar player. You know, he uh, he played in like a Beatles cover band. Um, growing up, he was really into you know the Beatles and Cream and uh, Eric Clapton and, and you know Jimi Hendrix and all that kind of stuff. So um, he turned me on to that when I was pretty young. You know, started playing guitar like around age nine. And so that was some of the early stuff. And then, um, you know, uh, they were pretty involved in the church. So like the Christian music thing was a, was a theme pretty early, you know, like mid late eighties listening to, um, like David and the giants and Petra and newsboys, Chicago Guevara, those kind of like seventies, eighties Christian rock bands. Um, you know, and then later it was like, you know, the choir and the throws and Pearl Blue and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. I just uh, did an episode with Bill from the throws, actually. Yeah, that's awesome. I love yeah, them. man. Yeah, they're great. But then there was there was also like, um, you know, this other stuff that I was listening to, which was, uh, you know, punk and post hardcore, you know, uh, Fugazi and Rites of Spring and um you know, later on, Sunday Real Estate and, you know, those kinds of bands. Um, you know, I would say those were a big influence on me around the time, you know, that I started playing in bands. That's cool. Was your parents uh, cool with you listening to secular music? Yeah. Yeah, they were. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's funny. They, um, they were super supportive, man. Uh, you know, my parents were... Um, were busy, but they also made time to like 
promote shows. You know, we yeah. had bands bands come play at different venues, and they were like super involved in that kind of stuff. That's rad. That's so cool. When did you start playing? Uh, what was your first instrument, and when when did you start playing that? When I guess when did you start realizing you could play multiple instruments? Um, I think violin was my first instrument, like four, and and then piano. Uh, and then I picked up I picked up guitar at nine. Um, and you know I was I was really motivated to write songs. Like that was that was really the thing for me. Uh, that you know I was I was writing uh, you know a lot of uh, stuff you know like poetry kinds of kind of yeah. things. And I wanted you know a way to put that to music. So that was a big motivator for me to play uh, guitar and drums and other things. Um, yeah, just into the writing process. So. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, when did you start your first bands, and, and what? What were? What were they like? Um, I think my first band was with my brother, and it was called Color My Fish. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. with my brother and some of his some of his friends, older guys. Um, you know, played guitar, and I don't think we played very many shows, but. but yeah, were you wanting to play thing. since your parents were doing shows? It was that kind of like a, you know, hey, I want to be able to play these shows. Yeah, early on, wanted to play shows. You know, I played uh, talent shows and you know at church bands and all that kind of stuff. You know, as, as much as I could. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, you know, you're playing in these bands, and what what kind of leads to Remnant? Let's let's get into Remnant a little bit and uh, maybe talk about how that started and and uh, how that you know kind of started all i guess in general yeah so i met um i met a couple of guys uh i think i first met them maybe at a color my fish practice or something we used to practice in this room at uh at our church and i met these guys jacob and gabe they were cousins uh, jacob played guitar and, and gabe played drums and um we kind of hit it off and uh, I don't remember the exact circumstances, but we ended up, uh, you know, deciding to, to get this band together. Um, and then Travis, uh, I went to high school with Travis uh, uh, in ninth grade before I transferred. And um, he wasn't a bass player at the time, but I think he just wanted to play in a band. And so we convinced him to come play with us. <laughs> he just tagged along. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's Sweet. So, uh, Remnant starts, and uh, do you start playing shows quite a bit, and do you get in some chemistry, and and maybe being able to kind of play outside of Atlanta a little, Atlanta area a little bit. Yeah, I mean, at first we were just writing. We were practicing in uh, in Travis's basement, and you know, then we started playing shows. Um, we, I think, we all went to different high schools, every one of us, and so we would go play. Um, you know, at the Marietta Square, and we'd have a bunch of kids come out, you know, because we would pass out flyers and sell tickets at each of our high schools. So we had kind of like a broad, you know, group yeah. of people that we could that we could bring in. Um, and yeah, I think that was that was a big part of the <laughs> the success of that band. It was just we could get a lot of kids out to shows, and so uh, you know, the promoters would would keep bringing us back to open for bands because we would bring we'd bring the crowds what, what, bands so we were you, the, what bands were you opening for yeah like prayer chain the burning um 
LSU, you know, wow. uh, we, we, we did like a seven day tour with LSU when we were in remnant. Wow. Um, came down to like St. Pete. I think we did Birmingham and some other places. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I think that was a lot of that was just because we, we brought so many kids with us when we played. That's so cool. Um, changing of the name. What what brought that on? I, I guess. You, and how long after Ram had started? When when did you decide to uh, change the name? Uh, man, I don't remember. You know, I think Remnant kind of broke up. I don't honestly don't remember the story. Um, and Gabe and I were still hanging out a lot, and we decided we wanted to start a new band. Honestly, couldn't tell you where that name came from at this point, but uh, yeah, we ended up basically reforming with Jacob, and then we started recording, and Travis came back later, and so it was basically Remnant again with a different drummer because Gabe was not the drummer uh, in Remnant. We had this guy Josh. Okay. Gabe played per- Gabe played percussion. So disconnected record. Um, mm-hmm. you're playing as Exeter Flood. How is that going for you? And when do you start kind of writing that record? Um, obviously you're still, are you still playing with some of the same bands that are coming through? Um, and, and I guess yeah. did, did people know, obviously know when you were playing, Oh, this is, uh, you know, a new version of it uh, per se. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think I was in, I think I was a junior in high school when I started writing the music for Disconnected. Um, and I think I started recording it like sometime in my senior year, late junior, senior year, something like that. Um, and yeah, to start, it was just, it was just me and uh, jo- Josh from Remnant a little bit and Gabe. Um, and I was just writing songs, just wanted to record them. Um, and uh I had met um, I had met a couple of guys in a local band. Uh, uh, man, I cannot remember the name of the band at this point, but um, Michael Hawkins and J.C. Richardson, and they were in this uh, they were in this band that was great in the local uh, in Atlanta, and um, they worked at the studio. J.C. worked at the studio as, a, as an engineer, and uh, we ended up going there um, to record to record Disconnected. What uh, when you were writing that? Did you write the majority of it? It was a collaborative effort altogether, or did you, did you write most of it? Or how did that go? Um, I did a lot of the writing on Disconnected. Um, definitely some collaboration with Josh and uh, and Gabe. Uh, both of them played on the record, um, but yeah, a lot of it was just me uh, writing songs and collaborating with different folks. Yeah. And you decided to put that on, on your own little label that you and your parents started, Floodwater. Like, uh, kind of what was your thought process with that, which obviously that's pretty ballsy at the, <laughs> to put your own label, you know, and start your own label. How, like, kind of how did that come 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 about? Yeah, I mean, you know, at the time, um, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's still like this. I think, you know, getting a record deal at that time was a lot like winning the lottery, you know, just, yeah. just wasn't just something that seemed out of reach wasn't probably going to happen and I, you know i wanted to put out music and so um it just seemed like uh the logical choice was just to start our own thing you know yeah a few yeah. bucks for a for a business license and 
uh, you know, we just had to uh, come up with the cash to record and and press. So yeah, yeah. What are you uh, looking back on that record? Kind of tell me your thoughts on it. I know it's been forever ago, but like, what? How do you feel about it? Man, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's it's an interesting question. Uh, you know, I think putting it in perspective, you know, being a high school kid um, and recording and and putting out music, I think is you know, looking back on it, I'm proud of it for those reasons. You know, um, I think, uh, you know, I have some personality flaws that probably allow me to like really look at it from, uh, from a real positive place, (laughs) but, but, uh, yeah, man, it was, you know, it was a great time. I had some, you know, some great memories doing all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so you start, uh, obviously put the record out, start playing a little bit. Do you start to gain, gain some traction somewhat? Uh, obviously you're playing in Jacksonville here and there and then other areas kind of maybe near Atlanta area. How, how are things going with the yeah. band at that point? Yeah, we were playing a lot. Um, pretty much every weekend, I would say starting sophomore and junior year, we were either playing somewhere in town or somewhere out of town and we would go to Myrtle Beach, uh, you know, Chattanooga, Nashville, Birmingham, you know, a bunch of places around the South and play, um, you know, either opening up for a band or, you know, we jump, jump on, jump on bills or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, first it was like my mom was driving us in a van, you know, to, <laughs> That's to awesome. shows, the shows around the Southeast. And then when we started driving, we were driving ourselves or whatever, but. Yeah. Yeah, it was super busy. I bet. That's cool. So when did uh, Bulletproof kind of come into the picture? Um, maybe talk about how that relationship started and and uh, how that kind of came to be. Yeah, I mean, I met Marty and David at uh, The Strand. You know, the, the music mm-hmm. scene in Atlanta, yeah, in the, like, early, mid-90s was pretty vibrant. Um, so there was, yeah, there was this... Uh, venue called the strand and then later they moved and it was called the pterodactyl but um yeah marty and dave put on a bunch of shows there and um you know they were gracious and and had us open up for a lot of those a lot of those bands and um you know we played with like luxury and all kinds of folks and you know in the atlanta scene at that time yeah that's cool um tell me when did you start working maybe on on the self-titled record uh, pretty pretty quickly after you signed, or was and also too, was there any other labels involved uh, wanting you or talking to you? I guess I should ask. Yeah, I don't recall, man. I mean, um, we signed with Bulletproof. I think my senior year of high school, and we made the record. Uh, I think like my last semester, and then. Uh, graduated and headed out on tour like a bulletproof tour that summer yeah um i don't remember a whole lot else about it other than uh you know sitting down with marty and david and signing papers and that kind of stuff honestly (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about the self-titled record what's some thoughts and memories maybe from that time uh, and and kind of i want to know your thoughts on that record in general as well yeah i mean i remember having a blast making it um we recorded it with those same guys. Uh, they had moved studios at that point. Um, and, uh, it was, you know, it was, it was, 
it was a super fun experience. You know, we did a lot of writing in the studio. We um, collaborated a lot with JC and Michael and, um, you know, we were just, we were just, uh, we, I don't know, we just had a blast. Um, yeah. What's, uh, what's your favorite song from that record? Mm. I don't know, man. Um, or you gotta go with Darling D. Yeah. Was, uh, I, yeah. I don't know <laughs> what else I can choose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so the record comes out you hit the road oh and also didn't for a time so uh, let me let me not back that far off but uh, so you hit the road and you said the bulletproof tour what what other what other bands are you playing with and and uh, does the touring increase quite a bit and is that at that at that point yeah i don't remember how long that tour that first tour was but it was pretty long like we we were out um for many months we did the whole you know the whole u.s i think twice um and we were on a bill with uh dear ephesus squad 50 um pod maybe i feel I like some... well i the reason why i ask because I, I was living in denver at the time and i, th- I went and saw you i went I don't know if you remember, but you guys played like a Christian college out there. And I went to the we show. Did, yeah. The POD played it. And yeah, it was random happenstance type show. But yeah, I was going to say, was you, did you feel like you toured quite a bit through, you know, the, the next year or so kind of basically in that time? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much stayed on the road for probably the next three or four years. Um, yeah, between that tour and just other bands that ended up end up yeah. getting into but yeah that the first like bulletproof stuff was was mostly with it was dates with like you know dear Fasis or squad 50 or you yeah. know those those kind of other bulletproof absolutely bands. so you play uh on tour and and you're getting you know a couple years on the road what is that kind of the demise of the band essentially or did, you, did it feel like it was starting to kind of um you weren't get, getting anywhere i guess what what made that kind of happen yeah, um, you know, I don't know if there was like a moment or, or anything like that. Um, and I, I apologize to uh, the other the other guys if I'm like misrepresenting anything. Um, <laughs> I know Gabe listens to this, so he can probably Aww. correct me. But um, I know that Gabe specifically did not like touring. Uh, you know, so after a while, he was just kind of like, "Dude, I can't do this anymore," and we yeah. ended up. Uh, you know, leaving the tour, I think from Dallas and, um, Jeff from Dearfasis, um, played the, the last part of that tour. Um, and I, you know, honestly, I don't remember the circumstances beyond that. Um, I don't think we went out again. No, that's not true. I think we did one or two more tours with Jeff, um, before we stopped. And I, th- I think probably um, moving on to Dreyfus was the thing that sort of killed the band. Yeah, completely yeah. in the end. Yeah. Um, and I know you came and played in Jacksonville, and Smell Smell the Wonder played with you uh, as Exeter Flood. So did you have other bands doing that in in the other areas, or was that just kind of a one off type thing? Yeah, I mean, we would go, we would go play places. Um, like we would go play in Chattanooga, and this band Annie would play with us pretty frequently. Oh yeah, there. they're great. 
Yeah, um, love those guys. And, you know, we'd go play in, like, Murray Hill and – or, no, I'm sorry, in uh, Myrtle Beach. And, you know, there's yeah, some yeah. local bands that play with us there. Just kind of depended. Didn't Chris from Luxury play with you for a little bit and, and Jamie maybe? Yeah, Chris and Jamie both. Um, early on in Exeter Flood, it was just me and Gabe. We hadn't convinced anybody else to play with us yet. And, uh, <laughs> so they just Yeah, so the first along. few – yeah, first few shows, uh, Jamie and Chris from Luxury played with us. Oh, I love those guys. They're great. Yeah. So the band breaks up, and you mentioned Dear Ephesus was kind of maybe a nail in the coffin, essentially. So let, let's talk about the Dear Ephesus time um, that you were mm-hmm. with them, and, and maybe, uh, you know, yeah, just bring me back to that time. Yeah, I mean, um, I met I met Aaron, I think, at Edgefest. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I think if he were to recount the story, he'd probably say they wouldn't get along very well um, at the beginning, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, we met and uh, we ended up doing some, you know, a bunch of touring together. And uh, Brett and uh, Lou ended up leaving Dear Ephesus um, on one of the tours that we were on. And so. Um, me and Travis jumped on and uh, filled, filled in for them. How long did you go on for? I don't remember. A year, maybe? Something like that. And was how was the vibe? You said, obviously, you said Aaron might originally maybe didn't get along with you. How was the vibe when you were in the band? Yeah, we became really good friends. Um, yeah, I love that dude. And we've stayed in touch over the years. Um I lived in Boston for a time, and he lived in New Hampshire, and so we'd, we'd visit him and his family there. Um, this is a few years ago, but what? Uh, why? Why did? Uh, was there any recording? Did you get to record on any of that, or was it just basically touring? No, just touring. Um, we had we had done some writing, um, but I don't think any of those songs ever ended up on any on any recordings. Yeah. And is that kind of the kind of when the band decided to split, essentially, uh, you know, when you guys kind of all just went your separate ways, I guess? Yeah. Um, you're also playing with Appleseed Cast at this time, correct? Yeah. What's, uh, let's talk about that. How did that kind of come come to be? Uh, we met Appleseed in El Paso, Texas at a show. Uh, they opened up for Dreyfus's at a venue there. Um, and yeah, we just ended up, you know, becoming friends. And, um, when their drummer left, uh, Lewis, I think was his name. Yeah. Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, don't remember how I ended up, uh, playing drums for them, but, um, I moved to, uh, Kansas and lived with them for a while. And, um, this was like, after end of the ring war wars like before yeah. um before like else. yeah before cobra joined the band so this was sort of in like the tr- like their transitioning time i would th- say between those two sounds so uh, so were you living in lawrence yeah uh, lawrence is a good town awesome. yeah, i love that place yeah, yeah it's an amazing town um and yeah, what- there was so much there was so much good music happening at that time oh it was, yeah it was like you know uh I was listening to some of those records last night, not last night, the other night with, with one of my daughter's, you know, vinyls that I, that I had from, um, from bands in the Lawrence area, you know, during that time. 
Absolutely. It's a great area. Great, great fertile ground for music for sure. Yeah. Um, so how long were you with Appleseed? It was just one tour or a couple tours. And, and why did you decide to leave that? Yeah, it was a couple, at least a couple of tours. I, I, I want to say I was with them around a year. Um, Travis and I, uh, Travis, who was in Remnant and Exeter Flood and Jeffs with me. Um, we had started doing some writing for a new band. Um, and we were just kind of like, uh, mailing demo tapes back to, you know, back and forth from what I recall of each other. And, um, that was really my focus at the time. Apple C was, was, was great. It was a fun experience, but I knew that I was temporary. So yeah, I was riding with Travis and, uh, we ended up, um, with this band called my hotel year. Yes. That's my next, my next point. Let's talk about my hotel year. Um, I vividly remember uh, when Mike uh, Von Boston sent me the two song demo, the uh, first two songs you guys recorded, and I was—I remember he mailed it to me in Denver, and I was freaking out. I was like, "Oh my God, this is incredible!" <laughs> like, let's talk about uh, the beginning of that band, uh, that band, and then we'll we'll go into the record. Cool. Well, yeah, I mean, the beginning it was just—it was me and Travis. You know, we're just writing songs. Um, Travis is a fantastic songwriter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he wrote a lot of that material, and um, uh, I think I was looking for an excuse to play with with Mike, so we convinced him to to play with us. Um, and then, um, yeah, we started recording. Um, we made this record uh, composition of ending phrasing in my parents' basement. This was yes. like super early Pro Tools. Matt Goldman from um, He's in a band called Piltdown Man. Yeah. Uh, good friends with the luxury guys. Uh, he was also, he played drums for Vigilance of Love for a while. Nice. Um, yeah, he had just like started recording records at that time and he didn't have, he didn't have a studio, you know, so he we just brought all this stuff over to my parents' house and we, uh, we made that record. That's awesome. Let's uh, let's talk about that record a little bit. What how, Maybe at that time, did, how were you feeling about the songs? And, um, you know, kind of looking back, how, how do you feel about that record? Yeah, I loved it. I mean, I would say looking back on the things that I did in that period, that's definitely the thing that I'm the most, that I'm the most proud of. I think that, uh, you know, those were just a great collection of songs and we had, a, we had a bunch of fun playing with each other and, um, we played a lot of shows and yeah. Who were you uh, playing? Who were you playing with and wh- wh- who were you guys touring basically? Yeah, I don't. I don't recall that we did any like long distance tours with my hotel year. We did a lot of regional stuff. Um, we had moved to Florida at that point to be closer to Mike and James, so we were playing a lot of you know Florida shows, Georgia, uh, Alabama, that kind of stuff. What's um What's your favorite song from that record? And and uh, maybe just uh, tell me why. Probably six a.m. Yeah, great song. Yeah. yeah. That's a great tune. Is that the first song you guys wrote together? I mean, I know you recorded the demos, but like, was that kind of one of the first ones that you uh, just felt stoked on about it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, that, that record felt like a record to me. You know, like I think the things that I had done up until that point felt, felt like, you know, sort of collections of disparate songs. And that one felt more like a cohesive sort of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so 
I know that the band obviously signed with the label. Did you, had you had left at that point, correct? Yeah, I had left at that point. What's, uh, what brought you leaving or what brought on you leaving the band? Um, I don't know, man. I, I think, you know, Travis and I had a, a little bit of, uh, I think a disagreement about, you know, the direction of the band, what we wanted to do. I think he really wanted to tour a lot. I think I did not, um, you know, I was starting to sort of settle in, in life, you know, uh, yeah. thinking about getting married, that kind of stuff. And, you know, just ended up moving on. Yeah. Yeah. What, so you leave the band. What's, what happens then? Do you start obviously getting into the workforce and, and are, are you missing music? Are you, you know, is it something that um, you still continued to write songs or was it just kind of one of those things you just put on the back burner? Both. <laughs> Both. Yeah. I mean, um, I would say music's always been a part of my life. Um, and, you know, if I pick up an instrument, I'm probably writing something. I have who knows how many fragments of songs, um, yeah. you know, over the years that I've written that I've done nothing with. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's continued to be a big part of my life. Um, but, you know, on the other hand, I've gone long periods without playing at all. Yeah. So, um, well, did, didn't you play with Barry for a little bit with Code of Ethics? Yeah, I played with Code of Ethics. Barry's a great friend. Um, Love Barry. Yeah, I, we're having dinner this weekend. It's his birthday. Oh, I need to text him. Um, yeah, I played with Barry some. Um, my wife and I played in a band together for a bit. Yeah, Mark and the Owl. Yeah. Um, I went to school for music twice. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about you going. Let's talk about you going up to uh, Berkeley. Yeah. How was that? That was awesome. Um, yeah, I, I uh, totally. I got in. This is kind of a funny story. I got into Berkeley on like such a loophole, man. Um, I totally did not deserve to be there. Um, what are you talking about? You know, well, I, you know, I, uh, I've had an awesome career in tech. I've done a lot of cool things. And um, Berkeley has one of the oldest uh, online schools. And I ended up going to work. Um, at Berkeley in Boston. And, um, one of the benefits of, of me working there was that I could go to school there. Um, so that was a great experience. Got to, um, got to take classes there. And what, what did you major in up there? Composition. Nice. What's, uh, what is there, did you get to work with anyone awesome or any, any, you know, like, I don't know, maybe bigger musicians did they come through or did you meet anyone like that? Um, there was always really cool people hanging around, right? Like I didn't really get to interact personally with any of them, but, um, you know, like Steve Vai and wow. Matheny and the, those kinds of folks, you know, John Mayer were, were, you know, those sort of guitar Titans were, were around from time to time. Um, but yeah, you know, I, uh, no, I cool it. stories about like, you know, rubbing shoulders with any of them. <laughs> Um, so just out of curiosity, I'm, I'm going to backtrack. Would you ever put disconnected on Spotify or Apple music? I just forgot to ask you that. Um, man, I don't know. I think you should. I've never thought about it. (laughs) Well, I've thought about it when I was looking for it. (laughs) 
I don't know, man. Spotify seems like such a scam. It kind of is, but it kind of rolls. It's kind of, I know, I get it. I know you don't get anything, but it's so convenient, unfortunately. Yeah, totally. So. I mean, I, I listen to it every day, but like, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I get it. I totally get it. I, I It's like, damn the man, but the man yeah. is awesome sometimes. Yeah. Dude, so looking back, I know you said you're most proud of my hotel year, but Maybe what do you? What's the song? Uh, Six AM would that be the most? The song that you would say is your the one that you are most proud of overall? Yeah, on that record, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, man, I haven't thought about any of that stuff in a long time. I uh, I listened to we put out a seven inch with Remnant. Yes, um, I do have that. And uh, I was listening to those songs the other night. Um, one of my daughters got a, a record player recently. She's gotten into vinyl. And uh, so I nice. was pulling out some of the old stuff and listened to that. And you know, I was like, man, you know, for a bunch of 14, 15 year olds, this was, this was all right. You know? Yeah. That's really cool. That's awesome to look at. Uh, that's really cool that you can look back and say, that was awesome that you did something cool. Cause I, I, I mean, I, there was a lot of stuff that enjoyed you guys and I, it was sad to see you not doing it anymore. I, I do love seeing you play, and I do love. Uh, I wish you'd play more. To be honest with you. Yeah, man. You know, life is busy. But <laughs> I know. Uh, would you I ever? Would you ever do yeah. any a new record, or would you ever do put anything out? Yeah, I've thought about it. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Um, I have, I have material that I've done nothing with that. Uh, that I do like, you know, that I would love to do something with at some point. Well, I would, I would love to encourage you to do that because you, you are supremely talented and I love hearing your voice and all the things you do. And I, I just encourage you as your friend to put this out, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Maybe you could, uh, convince Vaughn Boston to get his, Oh, get his he would do it. He hundred percent would do it. He's, uh, uh, he's always starving to play. Dude. That's sick, man. So tell me, future-wise, I mean, I know I just we just mentioned maybe a possible songs and whatnot, but what does the future look like for you? I don't know, man. I think we're about to get uh, destroyed by AI or something, so I'm just kind of <laughs> waiting for the apocalypse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you've got the, the property, and uh, if you want to sell me an acre, I wouldn't be bummed. Uh, <laughs> Dude, yeah, so, I mean, you know, um, I've been playing in church, you know, or in congregational settings, I would say, since I was a kid. So that's continued to be a big thing for me. Um, so I'm sure there's a lot more of that in the future. Would you ever do an exit or flood reunion? I mean, no, probably not. Not that I'm opposed to it, but like, I just don't know how that would happen. We did get together. Um, Several years ago, it was Jacob's 40th birthday, I think. Oh, nice. We got together and none of us remembered anything. <laughs> Did you try to play it? Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Is there footage? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you rule. I love you. You're such a great friend. I love I'm you, man. really stoked that you decided to tell me these cool stories and just really hope that you put something new out musically and, and uh, the, the world can hear it. Cause uh, we need to hear what you have to say. Yeah, man, we'll see. 
I think the tech industry is kind of crumbling, so I might have to go back to touring. Hey, who's to say? I mean, you never know. (laughs) Dave, you rule. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, and uh, I'll let you know when I post this. But uh, I know I know a lot of people are stoked to hear you, so I'm I'm stoked you came on, man. Yeah, man, I love you. Let's let's uh, see another show soon. Yeah, let's let's see a show and get some beers and hang out. Sounds good. All right, buddy. I will talk to you later. Bye. All right, buddy. Bye. See ya. Thank you to the listener for tuning in to this latest episode. I really appreciate your support and all the likes and all the comments and all that awesome stuff. So thank you so much, listener. Thank you to Dave Ott for this awesome conversation. Uh, Like I said, it was a long time coming. It was really cool to connect with him again. Good friend I've known for a very long time. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Got some amazing stuff on the horizon. Um, Add me on Instagram and Facebook, if you'd like, at the Rivers of Truth cast. Like and subscribe if you'd like. It's up to you. Hey guys, nostalgia, man. It's still a heck of a drug.